0: This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. You're listening now to the Honest to God series with Angel Rose and Ahanu. Well,
1: good morning, everybody, from beautiful San Diego, California. Once again, it looks like it's going to be an absolutely gorgeous day. The weather has been paradise perfect, I do have to say. So, this is the reason why people don't move from this area, Ahana, uh-huh, once they get here, because there's just nowhere else where the weather's like this, where the sun is out just about 363 days out of the year and there's a nice sea breeze floating by, and the birds are singing, and the tropical flowers are blooming. What else could you ask for?
2: Well, speaking of Paradise Perfect, you haven't been Paradise Perfect for the last 10 or 12 days, actually. You've been quite unwell. And indeed, I had to run the show last weekend entirely on my own, and all our listeners and myself missed you tremendously. And continuing on the theme of Paradise We have somebody today, a special guest, Dr. Joe Gallenberger, who's going to be speaking to us about the little things that we can do to create that paradise on Earth and all the wonderful things that he's doing with his abilities at psychokinesis. So that's the subject of our discussion today, psychokinesis and the power of the mind with Dr. Joe Gallenberger, but more of that in a few moments.
1: We do have to announce to our listeners that we are having our tele-seminar tomorrow morning at, I believe it's 10 a.m. Pacific time, on the Akashic Records and how to join the online Akashic Record groups, which we are going to be beginning very, very shortly. We've had so many requests uh, for these, and we finally got our act together, so people can look forward to listening in on that. It will be a good explanation about the records, what they can expect from the groups and how they'll benefit. So we have that to look forward to. Uh As well as, you know, I'm feverishly working on book number two, The Nature of Reality, which will be out in November. And I've also had requests for that from people. So it was supposed to be out in April, but, you know, life has a way of delaying things, so that's what's going on. But, I personally can't wait to hear Joe talk today, especially about his new book, Inner Vegas, which we are obtaining a copy of, and I can't wait to get my hands on that. It was a good night reading before bed, Can you imagine what our subconscious is going to be doing at night once we're reading how to bend spoons and how to use our mind and uh, actually, you know, program ourselves before we go to sleep?
2: That's why I'm so much looking forward to this discussion today with Dr. Joe Gallenberger because not only are we going to talk about that whole ability of Illuminating light bulbs and bending metal and plastic and sprouting seeds in the palm of your hand and influencing computers, including dice and slot machines and so on, but improving our lives in general. And that's really what we're about. We're talking about this growth of awareness. We're talking about expanding our consciousness so that we can actually create our lives and in the best and the highest in the highest heroic outcome. Now, before we do talk to Joe, I want to just clarify a little about what Angela Rose mentioned, this fabulous announcement that we have to make. And let me give you a little bit of history behind it. Many people who couldn't attend our Akashic Records events in person have asked us to run them online. Now, we've been running these small groups in Ireland and throughout the United States since, oh, like late 2009 and early 2010. And many people, many of our listeners... Have asked us, can we bring them online? And this is what we've done, and the, the, that reality is actually happening tomorrow. Talk about manifestation—it's coming into manifestation. And if anybody wants to find out more about that, simply go to worldofempowerment.com. That's all one word. I will mention it again at the end of the program: worldofempowerment.com. Scroll down, there's an invitation there to join the brand new online Akashic Records group. It's free and you are invited to attend. Indeed, your presence is needed because it is the combined energy of all the participants that leads to that downstepping of this wonderful knowledge for the benefit of all humankind. So let me tell you, that webinar starts tomorrow, Sunday, April 28th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. It runs for 60 minutes and you can listen by phone or on the web. People are very familiar now at attending webinars and we want to thank you in advance. To all those as well who have already signed up, again, full details are at worldofempowerment.com. All one word, worldofempowerment.com. Now, Our special guest today is Dr. Joe Gallenberger. Dr. Joe Gallenberger, he prefers to be called Joe, I know. He's a clinical psychologist with over 30 years experience as a therapist and has a great interest in the universal principles of manifestation. We're going to be talking about manifestation in all its guises today. In 1995, he began exploring psychokinesis. That's the ability to influence matter through non-physical means. And we're going to shorten that word psychokinesis to PK for ease. So PK can be used to illuminate light bulbs, bend metal and plastic, sprout seeds in the palm of your hand. Can you imagine that? I know that you influence computers, Angel Rose, because many times when you're in a shopping center at the checkout, the the, the cash register simply just closes down. Influencing dice and slot machines, and creating healing and abundance, all just using the power of your mind. And he has achieved statistically powerful results in university laboratories, and after advancing his method over years of study, began to teach this skill to groups that share his passion and interest in the fundamentals of manifestation. Now, we are blessed to know Joe personally and we know him as a dynamic heart driven speaker he's in demand internationally as a workshop presenter on topics such as out of body experience accelerated and remote healing manifestation and meditation and his book his first book brothers forever an unexpected journey beyond death received rare reviews and that is about out of body body experiences and uh, near-death experiences so on and we've had several guests on the show in fact one guest we had michael murray he had four near-death experiences and that was an absolutely amazing and wonderful interview and people can if they want listen back on the archives now joe's latest book inner vegas has hit the top of the charts and joe was recently interviewed on coast to coast with george nuri and We are going to speak with Joe very, very shortly, but first let me put you on to Angel Rose to do a lovely introduction to Joe.
1: Well, I don't know how much more lovely I can get than what you've just done, Ahanu. I think we have a lot to cover today, and let's just bring him on. Joe, are you there?
3: Yes, I am. Uh, Good morning, Angel, and, and Ahanu, how are you?
1: Good morning to you over there in North Carolina. How's your weather?
3: Uh, gorgeous. I guess we compete with you. Uh, all the spring flowers are blooming at 70 degrees and uh, birds are singing.
1: That sounds beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. All right, Hanu, let's get going. Okay, we have got so many questions for
2: you, Joe, today, but would you just take us back first? Go back to when you first realized the power of the mind and how you got into PK in the first place. Bring us back in history.
3: Well, uh, I had worked as a therapist for many years, and uh, in my journey with that, I was looking for whatever technologies and methods would be most helpful. That coincided with my interest in out-of-body experience and led me to Monroe Institute, where they have a technology called HemiSync for hemispheric synchronization. It's basically audio CDs you can listen to, on headphones, and they change brainwave patterns easily into very relaxed states, uh, creative states, meditative states, etc. And so I began to use those in my clinical practice to help people with anxiety, depression, and things, but also went up myself to the Monroe Institute and took their gateway program, which is their uh, premier program that is a prerequisite for most of what else you might do there. And uh, it was an absolutely wonderful week, one of the most profound in my life. Uh, I had an out-of-body experience, but lots more things happen as well. And uh, I became a trainer there. I've been a, a senior trainer now. I've been there over 20 years and uh, teach quite a few of their programs, develop some for them. Uh, and in those programs, we access the highest of energies from spirit. And I began to wonder, can you use those to help the physical world here? And in one of the programs uh, that we were doing, uh, we ended up working with a dice table to prove, if you will, that we could have some influence. And I found uh, that indeed my hands got really hot. My heart was wide open. I was very grounded, yet expanded into the connection with spirit energy. And in that state, uh, which was very much the state I used for energy healing, uh, we could affect the roll of the dice uh, quite uh, well. So if I wanted to roll seven sevens in a row, I could do it. And that really intrigued me uh, because in healing, you never know. Healing is a great sacred mystery. So if if a headache goes away, you don't know if you did it, they did it, God did it. If it stays, it might be there for sacred purpose. So it's kind of messy. But psychokinesis, we can study statistically and know exactly what should happen by chance, and we can see if we're influencing things above the degree of chance. So I began to study that. And that led me to uh, the uh, university laboratories where I began to do some psychokinesis experiments. So I'm going to take a break from that story a minute and see if you have any questions, and also check. Quality of the uh, audio connection is it good for you?
2: Yes, it's perfect. Yeah. Okay. Now, I-, I want to ask you about. The, the physical manifestation of these things and only because that is first, that seems to, to me to be the first place that people go to be convinced of the power of the mind. And I you know where we're coming from is we know that it's beyond the physical. But just let's just dwell there for a few moments and look at the ability to be able to bend spoons and sprout seeds in your hand and, and the roll of the dice as you, as you mentioned and yes. those kinds of things. Because they're the areas that people can see with their own eyes as as verifiable proof that they have this power, and then we'll move on to more what's going on with the mind and how to bring other kinds of manifestations into your life. So, can you talk to us about how you what happened when you first bent a spoon? I mean, what was that all about, and how did it happen?
3: Okay, well, you're, you're correct. Uh, you know, first I got intrigued with this as a scientist that it could be studied but even more powerfully on a personal level if you have these experiences yourself uh... it is very belief changing transforming about your ideas of power and and also teaches you the flow of raising for me great heart energy learning how to focus it and then let it go Uh, on the metal bending um, i was not sure if it was legitimate because uh... magicians can use do it by sleight of hand Uh, many things like that, so there's a mixed review in the scientific community about it. But um, a person that I deeply respected and trusted said that they did it themselves and they knew it to be genuine, so that got me intrigued. And as I began to try it, I had uh, quite a bit of difficulty. I think I was trying too hard, frankly. And a fellow who can do it really well put his hand gently behind my heart chakra on my back and the metal in my hand just became pliable uh, like rubber and bent easily. So then I knew it was possible, and I struggled a while longer to do it myself. And Lori Monroe up at Monroe Institute, in fact, at that time, was leading the spoon-bending part of the program I developed called Manifestation and Creation Squared for Monroe. And one night she said, Joe, I'm busy, you do it. So I stood in front of the group, And PK is very results-driven. You know, the idea of lifting a car off a child, uh, when it's important, you can bring these skills to force. So that night, with everybody looking at me, I felt it was important and the metal bent easily. Uh, So at that point now, uh, I learned I could do it myself without assistance. And uh, it's a very interesting phenomenon. You know, we can look at uh, the metal uh, under electron microscope, and it looks different than if it was bent by force. And as you go along with this, you go to heavier and heavier utensils, stainless steel, etc., that you know would never be able to be built, bent by force or even in a hypnotic state by force.
1: So, Joe, you mentioned a few times about using the energy of the heart to do this. So. How does that actually work, and what does the heart energy do to make – because you're almost describing that the spoon um, yields to the heart's request. So could you, uh, good could right you explain to put that a little bit better? Um,
3: a couple of things seem to be happening. The hemisync I mentioned brings you into a more of a whole brain state, left and right brain. And what that does is detune that left brain of valuation, judgment, ego, etc. And once in that state, the energies of love and the heart energies are much more accessible to most people. Uh, once those get generated, uh, that's a, to me, the most powerful force in the universe. And so you become a willing conduit for a great flow of energy through your heart. Um, feeling gratitude, feeling um, one with all, those kinds of uh, feelings in the background, compassion. And in there you move into that faith can move mountains kind of space uh, where you're in full trust. And then you apply energy and let go and let it flow.
1: And do you think, Joe, that if we were all in our heart that way every day that there would be... Uh, a greater level of harmony across the board in our lives?
3: Well, if we were all in it, we would have uh, paradise on earth, in my opinion. Uh, Even a few of us together, um, like in a healing circle, for example, uh, become a very powerful force. And the more people in your community, the more people in your family, in your circle of friends who tap into greater and greater heart space, usually the better flow of positive manifestation, the uh, better flow of healing psychologically and physically, it really transforms things.
1: Right. Right, and I'm just wondering, too, you know, when people are concerned about being in the flow where, uh, you know, some people say that no, no matter what they do, nothing seems to work in their lives. And would you say that that is, you know the result of the fact that the heart energy is not flowing or is it a a brain synchronization problem or do you have any experience with uh, <clears throat> why certain people go through blocks
3: it can be many things it can be uh arrangements even before coming into this life a soul contract for example say if you were burned at the stake for having power in the past you might be reluctant to engage in power now uh, even more so if you abused power somehow, or you were victimized by the abuse of power. So we're very um, uncertain about power in our culture at this time. Uh, there's also the issue of past experience. I'll give you an example that's made up. It's not current, you know real, but say I was a um, 15-year-old boy, and I really liked this girl in class, and I decided I was going to ask her out. And I sort of telegraphed that around the school, see if she might like me. Finally, I got up my nerve, and I asked her, and she stiffens and reddens and says no and walks away. I would assume she didn't like me, correct? Yes. And what really went on was she had asked her daddy that night, can I date this guy? And he said, no, not until you're 16. And so (laughs) what really happened is she's mad at her father and embarrassed about not being able to date. But now I have an experience. It's a negative one and say three months go by i lick my wounds and now i approach another girl at that point i'm going to be in some fear so maybe i'll have sweat under my arms my head downcast and go up to her at the wrong time when she's with her cool friends and say well you wouldn't want to go out with me would you and she says oh get lost now i have fact i have repeated experience saying something Many times when people have difficulty, they've already had many repetitions of frustration in relationship or finances or health, and so then you have to go a little deeper than just the heart energy in order to clear those blocks. Though the heart is very powerful in doing it, uh, it's good to uh, focus those, uh, that energy in a real specialized way to let go of fear, lack, guilt, those kinds of things. That's why the movie The Secret, when it says, you know, just think it and it'll be so, it might work for some things, but often the things that are important in our lives, we have already have a lot of experience and we have some fear around. Other things are going to be necessary before that moves into a new pattern. Mm-hmm. Does that make now sense? It
2: does, indeed. In fact, we've okay. heard many, many times uh, negative uh, <coughs> reports about the secret and we have our own beliefs and understandings around that can you just elaborate why that approach doesn't work and and why your hemi-sync and the approach that you outline in your new book inner vegas
0: does work
3: well again i think uh, the secret was uh, excellent in, in inspiring a lot of people to realize their thoughts matter and their thoughts do help create reality but it was pretty simplified in my opinion so um, one would take the type of visualization that the secret suggests but add to it raising a very high energy which uh, we're mentioning the energies of the heart which the secret really did not address very much and also looking at removing these blocks Hemisync becomes very helpful because it can move you even if you're in an agitated state or a fear state uh, with the HemiSync and and appropriate verbal guidance, it can move you quickly within 10 minutes into a relaxed, trusting state, an open state, uh, where then when you look at issues that have been bugging you for many years, you often can see progress within an hour at times. Other things are kind of layers, and, you know, working with it over a few weeks, you can gently remove layer upon layer, get to the core issue, and resolve it. So I think um, the technology benefits a lot and carries on past where the secret went.
1: Yeah, I want to go back to talking about that technology, Joe, because I do know that I myself uh, experimented not with Monroe uh hemi-sync type of tapes, but with others, and, you know, I always found that they, they did put me in a very relaxed and receptive state, so I'm for our listeners who aren't really familiar with the Monroe Institute, could you give us a little background about them and what kind of, um, hemisic tapes they actually listen to and what would you recommend for somebody who's starting out, you know, starting to use these tapes? And then part two is, I would really like you to tell our listeners, um, about going out of the body and some of your own experiences.
3: Okay, um, long question. Uh, catch me if I forget parts of it, okay, Angel? okay. Um Monroe Institute is up in Virginia, uh, founded by Robert Monroe, who was famous for uh, out-of-body travel. He had been working with sound technology, because he was in the radio business, uh, to work a person at a place right before sleep, and still awake, so that borderland between sleep and wakefulness, because he was hoping that that would be very useful for sleep learning. Remember the old days where you'd learn a language in your sleep and they put tapes on? Uh, they found that what was effective about that was just the time right before sleep or coming up from a sleep cycle. <clears throat> so Bob worked some signals out um, that would hold the person there, uh, he called it body asleep, mind awake. And within that deep relaxing but still being alert, uh, that's where the magic tends to happen. How that happens is in the brain, there's a system to localize sound. So if a tiger was growling in complete darkness, you could turn your head until the sound was equal phase to both ears, and you'd know exactly where the tiger was, and you could run the other direction. Uh, So in this, we put, for example, a 100-cycle tone in one ear and a 104 in the other. And the difference of the two-tones, the four-cycle rhythm, uh, because the brain can't with stereo headphones equalize it, uh, becomes an important signal in the brain. It's a survival system. And, uh, for example, that four-cycle example is associated with the brainwave pattern for sleep. So Monroe Institute will layer up to twenty-plus patterns of things associated with relaxing sleep creativity expanded awareness in, uh, being in touch with your guidance many things and the brain will tend to go into that state we can even take the brainwave patterns say of eight hex expert healers and see what is happening on eeg and we can take that brain pattern use the hemi to give it right to you on your brain and have a brain-to-brain learning, if you will, or transfer of what the state of physiology is to be in when you're doing healing. Uh, So Monroe, in my opinion, is um, the best one out there for this. There's 40-plus years of experience with it. Um, They are very sophisticated in their development of this. Um, and uh, that's why I use it, number one. Number two, with Monroe, there's no dogma. You don't have to believe any religion or anything uh, particular, so it works with atheists and uh, fundamental ministers and Buddhist monks and whoever you might think. Um, so it's a gentle system but very effective uh, if your intention is to alter your state of consciousness to do it. Does that help, Angel?
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. And what would what would somebody start with, Joe? If, you, if I wanted to start learning how to go out of my yeah. body, what would be their first um, tapes well, or with, CDs within, within that the, I would the, get? The
3: uh, HemiSync, there's probably 200 titles, um, and it would depend on your interest. If your interest was in healing, you might be one way, out of body, another. Uh, but... Some of their uh, most excellent ones would be their introduction series. Um, Okay. So they have a gateway home experience that's pretty extensive. They also have something, just introduction to focus 10, which is an introduction to that body, asleep mind, awake state. I have a... um, CD uh, called Manifesting with Emisync, uh available at Monroe Institute, but also through my site online, uh, which innervegas.com would get you there, and it goes through a nice, gentle introduction to this technology, plus adds an exercise to help you manifest.
1: Fantastic, and just if you could share with us some of your own out-of-body experiences, and What's out there, Joe? Are there many, many levels? Are there positive levels, negative levels? Uh, What can somebody expect?
3: Well, many people um, remember some out-of-body as a child, and they remember it as a great freedom of feeling like they were flying. Uh, Sometimes as we move into adolescence, that fades. Some people are able to preserve that. Um, And much like here on Earth, there's a huge variety of experience available. Some people just fly at the level of the uh, electric wires and go see friends and things like that. Others take off to the other side of the moon. Others take off to different dimensions. Um, So I would say that at least within the way Monroe prepares you through um, some energy exercises before you intend to go out of body by building a very positive energy and like, attracting like, uh, I would say 98% of the experiences people have uh, in that kind of a format will be positive. Uh, usually, if there's something negative, it's just reflecting a fear you might have. Even Bob Monroe felt one time he was attacked out of body, and what it was is his favorite kitty cats came in and jumped on his body when he was meditating. So things can be misinterpreted as spooky or scary, and usually there's a pretty ordinary explanation.
2: Yes. Now you gave a wonderful graphic example of a a teenager asking a girl out and how we can build up negative patterns from those experiences. Do you think that that is what happens to us as children? We we have this ability in the beginning and then we lose it, or we're maybe uh, it, it's trained out of us. Do you think it's because of negative experiences, or do you think that there is a, a kind of a negative agenda that's going on that doesn't want us to step into our natural powers?
3: Well, um, I, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist here, uh the Chinese have found they they um, pull children with talent uh in these psychokinesis areas and what they find is that children in rural areas are tend to be much more uh open in their use of this and trainable than children in a city environment. So some of our us, it is our culture is so left brain analytical, uh, with huge amounts of data coming to us at all times that we begin to use left brain more than the right brain and left brain more than the heart energy. Um, we can have um, situations that are misinterpreted. I met a one lady who was very psychokinetic as a child, and somebody in her family died, and she thought she might have killed them. She had never talked to her parents about her ability, and she kept her shame about uh, this death quiet, but she shut all her power down. Uh, other families if you are uh, showing things that are kind of spooky the way the parents were raised like knowing who's going to be on the phone or, or doing something psychokinetic will we'll give a subtle message or not so subtle message to shut that down um, by saying don't, don't talk to anybody about that or that's of the devil or you know whatever uh, so there's many ways you could come by it honestly just to shut things down. My own kids, um, uh, often pre-puberty, there's a lot of psychokinetic activity in girls. Uh, once you get a little older, then you're so concerned about your peer group that often you'll say, you know, I don't want anybody to know this, and so I'm not telling anybody this because I don't want to appear different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that help? Mm-hmm. Does that
0: help?
2: It does indeed. And let us Thank remind you. our listeners that you're listening to the Honest to God series with Angela Rose and Ahano. And our special guest today is Dr. Joe Gallenberger speaking about psychokinesis and the power of the mind.
1: So I have a bit of an ad question before we continue on this uh, subject and its benefits. But when people experience poltergeist activity in their house, <coughs> where Objects are moved and it seems to be a spirit in the house that's throwing things across the table or breaking windows or whatever. What is that?
3: Well, uh, we don't know. Uh, We know a couple things um, about it. Uh, Sometimes it can be um, somebody in the house is psychokinetic rather than a, a disembodied spirit, and unconsciously they're doing it. Uh, and that that kind of activity again is often associated with somebody psychokinetic like a pre uh child uh who is under some agitation um uh in their life um, i've come across a few things which i would say seem to be uh, um uh, spirit activity in that more more usual way of thinking of it where Uh, somebody without a body who's maybe never been human or was human a long time ago seems to be um, affecting things. But it's a gosh darn hard thing to prove and nail down, that's for sure.
1: I always wondered about that, and I do remember reading an article years ago where uh, this woman said that she felt there was some symbiotic relationship between people in the house and the activity that was going on. So I, I just wondered what your, your take on it was, so hang on just a second. Hanno's got another question.
2: Yeah, uh, we want to move towards your new book, Inner Vegas, and I'm absolutely fascinated by this whole concept of being able to manipulate or control or influence the dice, and so on. And you've given us a, a very rounded background about how that actually takes place. Now, what I find interesting, too, is that you've actually conducted 60 of these adventures. You call them Inner Vegas Adventures to Las Vegas. Can you tell us about what goes on there and then uh, how that led up to the writing of your book?
3: Sure. Well, again, the full title, title to my book is Inner Vegas Creating miracles, abundance and health. I mentioned the full title because it's not really about Vegas. Um, Vegas became the classroom after um, I was in the science labs to begin to practice this and see if I could get uh, a black belt in it, if you will. Um, I couldn't keep going up to university labs, and I knew that the dice in Vegas would be neutral and I knew the statistics on slot machines, so if I could influence things, uh, then I could go back again and again, and I could also pay for my office staff back home while I was out there, uh, quote, playing. Uh, so I did this for about five years myself, and as I did, I found um, the very high altered states that I had been experiencing meditation I could experience that and even more while I was walking and talking and betting and things, things like being able to uh, uh, perceive through matter, things like that. So I found it very positive in my life for manifesting, etc. And uh, so I decided to develop a group and see how it would be. Would it be more powerful with a whole group? I thought it might be. That's what the literature suggested and a way to teach and train people about this energy. So we started the Vegas Adventures um, workshops, and we found, indeed, as a group, if the group was coherent and we spent a day of preparation and meditation, we could affect the outcome on the dice uh, really well, as well as we began to have people wake up, say, the second day of the workshop, who had had polio and wake up and say, I'm pain-free for the first time in 20 years. Uh, we had other folks get commissions for artworks at home or sell houses easily or find soulmates. So all this mm. abundance of manifestation began to happen uh, and healing as well as the psychokinesis out there. Since it mm. seemed so positive, we just kept doing it. And uh, now that more than a decade has gone by, I think I just came back from our 64th workshop.
2: Wow. And tell us, does your adventure there take the form of a workshop or a, you know, a classroom environment? Or Give us an idea of what actually happens and why would, I mean, you mentioned about the healings and so on that would take place, but what would be a big incentive for somebody to attend one of those workshops?
3: Well, it attracts people that are very interested in manifestation and in healing, so energy workers, massage therapists, as well as day traders and folks that want to increase their intuition, uh, reduce their ego, reduce their greed around taking risk. Uh, and we send out a um, brief preparation manual. Uh, the group is limited only to 16 people. That's as many as you can fit around a dice table. Uh, and the preparation manual talks about the game, gives some energy exercises. When we get out there, we don't go near the casino for the first day. We... Meditate together, learn about psychokinesis, learn about how we're going to hold energy at the table, etc. Uh, use hemisync to meditate with. And uh, by the end of the day, uh, practicing in the rooms, people have a pretty good idea about the game of dice and what we're doing and how we're going to do it. So the next day we have more meditation and preparation, but we have tables reserved special for the group. Twice a day for the next uh, it usually starts on a Saturday, so that 's the preparation day Sunday. We go to the tables twice as a group to our own reserve table we 'll practice that, come back, debrief fine tune the process, and uh, the nice thing is that we we bet very little money but even a dollar brings people to high attention when everybody else is betting and counting on you rolling well in order to do well, you feel that same uh, criticality to do PK as I did when I had to bend spoons in front of a group. Uh, So people are very highly motivated, they're paying very close attention, and then we see our results. We have particular targets picked, and so we know if we're hitting those targets a lot that we're on or in the zone, Um, and we support each other real well. Meanwhile, we then begin to do healing circles within the workshop to uh, keep uh, uh, the accent and the energies for healing going. And we, uh, the third day, do pretty much the same thing more sessions at the table, more healing circles. And, uh, and so by the end of the workshop, people have really been able to experience PK for themselves as well as looking at issues of guilt, fear, risk, deservingness, performance, etc., in a very loving environment.
2: Mm. Sounds like a, a beautiful uh, workshop in that you're, you're getting the best of both worlds. You're getting to have fun at the tables, and, uh, but at the same time look at those risk issues and deservedness and all of that, as well as doing some deep inner healing. So how, how it's, does it's a somebody... very joyous
3: workshop. We try to mm. learn through... Abundance and joy. Because one time okay. in my life, I was in a body cast for six months and said, uh, Small lessons, please, and I'm willing to learn by abundance and joy. No more drama.
2: Yes, yes. So, how does somebody get in touch with you, Joe, if they wanted to attend one of those inner Vegas adventures?
3: Uh, the best thing is to go to my website, which is uh, SYNC, like in the word HemiSYNC, S Y N C. Uh, and creation, synccreation.com. Uh, and you'll see pages for the Inner Vegas workshop, you'll see pages for the book, and also for a home study of course I have called Sync Creation.
2: So the spelling of that, there's two C's in the center, S y n c c r e a t i o n
0: dot
3: com. Yes, that's correct. But if you want to make it easy just go innervegas.com. That'll take you there to the book page, but the whole website will be there for you to look at. Uh, so, if uh, you can remember okay. innervegas.com, you're off that.
2: Now, you mentioned that the, your book, Inner Vegas, is not really all about Vegas itself, but nonetheless, you do have some wonderful stories in there, uh, and some very personal stories to you. Can you give us, yes. and for the benefit of our listeners, some of those personal well, stories of casino success?
3: Okay, well, I'll give you one. I keep going because every time I learn something, and it invites me each time to be impeccable and be in my heart energy. So in this story, uh, true story, I'd uh, taught all day there, and uh, it's an intense day, you know, twelve hours or so. And all I wanted to do was go by myself in a uh, far end of the casino and hide and relax by a slot machine. And I did have a goal. I wanted to get a royal flush in hearts. Uh, which on a poker machine I knew is 100, 160000 to one by chance. It's not very likely. But I wanted to get that as proof of this hard energy. So I went and I hid and uh, put my money in. And just as I did, four or five people in the group found me because they were in their intuition. And, oh, Joe, do you want to teach us how to play, etc. And I really had a choice there, a uh, hanu, uh, of saying sure sit down but i didn't mean it or saying please leave me alone i've been with you all day but instead i had that instant choice and i choose chose to open my heart and genuinely welcomed them in got them settled and then the third pull on my slot machine i got my royal flush and hearts which uh paid four thousand dollars plus uh, wow. which was nice, and they were around so they could cheer with me and hug me and take my picture, so it was even better than doing it alone. Uh-huh,
0: it was really yes. good
3: proof of the heart being powerful and uh, a joyous state to be in.
2: Yes, yes, yes. And you have a picture of that success uh, on the, on your website at SyncCreation.com for evidence for anybody to see. Sure. I want to ask you, Joe, about... The power of money, because you choose Vegas for all kinds of different reasons, influencing the dice and so on. But when you mentioned about somebody even gambling a dollar, like that raises all kinds of issues for people. Can you talk to us about that That concern that people have about yes. around money?
3: Well, it's, uh, it's very interesting. You know, money is just an energy much like air in our culture. It's an important energy and yet we have all kinds of um, programming about it, like Filthy Rich and Nothing Good Comes Easy and all kinds of uh, belief about it. Um, hopefully what we can move to is a very healthy idea of money, that we can be trusted with it, that it can be a positive force. I've met many people with lots of money who do tremendous good works, uh, we have a blessing bucket that we started in Vegas, uh, totally anonymous. It's in the corner, and nobody's required to put anything in there, but we've raised over $100,000 for charity doing that. Um, so, it can money can be a force for good. Um, most of us have a certain sense of this is enough, but more than that, there's something possibly wrong with having it. Uh, I and mean, feel like spirituality and money don't mix. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got some flack when I started this of well, how come you're using sacred meditation techniques to go out and earn money. Mm-hmm. Uh, from my point of view, everything is sacred, including the material world. It depends yes. how you approach it. Uh, and uh, money issues, to give you one example, would be there was a person who had won $20 million in a lottery who was playing with me at the Vegas table, and she had the intuition the next number would be four. And uh, I said, well, put five bucks on it. And she just couldn't, and four fours came up in a row. And so even wow. people a great deal of money can be very uh, tight with it or very yeah. fearful about it, uh, and that tends to produce some misery. So uh, the idea would be you fill yourself to overflowing with everything, energy, of money, etc., and then use the overflow to bless everybody else. That's my opinion.
2: Mm-hmm. Let's hold that thought right there, and we'll go to a very, very quick studio break.
3: Okay.
0: This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. The Honest to God series with Anne Gale Rose and Ahanu.
2: Great, you're welcome back. We're speaking with Dr. Joe Gallenberger, and Joe is speaking to us about psychokinesis and the power of the mind and his new book, Inner Vegas.
1: So, Joe, on the subject of manifestation in money, Can you tell us the magic formula to get rid of all of the fears that we all have about manifesting abundance in our lives?
3: Well, I guess the bad news on that is that there really is no magic formula. It can require a good deal of self-awareness, courage, dedication, and hard work to get rid of those blocks. The good news is the process of healing fear can be one of the most exciting adventures we can take. And the better news is we can often see positive results very quickly if we use the right tools to help us. And I think the best news is that love can indeed move mountains of fear. I used to say I meet fear with courage. Now I say I melt fear with love. I have found that love applied intelligently is the best way to sing those fear dragons to sleep um but basically um it's using the good tools of mind to look you know a lot of times when we have fear we're anticipating something that's unlikely to happen like a plane crashing uh so we can use our rational mind to just say you know is this even a real fear what's the worst can happen that if it if it comes true and what we're wanting to do is make our fear level a lot lower than our desire level. So we can also then begin to visualize what we would like as a positive outcome. Uh, so rather than, you know, oh, I hope I don't sit next to a crying baby on the plane, we, uh, which probably will produce a crying baby on the plane, fear is a prayer for what you don't want, we would maybe note that fear, reduce it through meditation, relaxation, we would fill our mind with positive thoughts, maybe the gratitude to be able to travel across this beautiful country in three or four hours rather than have to take a wagon train, and gratitude about everything else that's involved there. So we move into that trip uh, with our hearts open, filled with gratitude, with positive expectations. If anything was the magic formula, it would be close to that but sometimes getting there can be difficult and you need to have the tools to to deal with if the fear keeps coming, popping up. And sometimes, you know, that's very legitimate. Somebody might uh, biopsy you on Friday and say, well, will have the results in a week. You're going to be concerned about that biopsy and uh, you have to bring all your tools to bear not to, to succumb to the fearful state.
1: Right. And, Joe, when you're talking about love, You know, you seem to be talking about love as a creative life force in and of itself, and that would be maybe different than people who would interpret love as this nice, warm feeling where you're you're looking positively on everyone. Is there a difference, and if so, how would you describe it?
3: Yeah, you know, the um, Eskimos having all those words for snow uh, is what we're told many cultures have more words for for love than we do so the Greek concept of agape uh, a non-personal love, a love where you're filled with compassion, feelings of oneness uh, and appreciation with your heart open is a type of love we're talking about more than romantic love um, or sexual love at this point Though those can be very high states as well uh, so it's um, a special kind of love, if you will, where we are moving beyond the boundaries of ego and we're moving into uh, being in touch with our greater selves, our heart flow, and our oneness with others.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay. You have this wonderful book that has really hit the charts big time, especially on Amazon.com called Inner Vegas. Tell us, what's the story behind that? How did all of your adventures and all of your experiences come to manifest themselves by way of this book?
3: Well, <clears throat> uh, after I discovered we can raise our energy much higher than we're taught, uh, and I learned how to focus that energy and it could dramatically change our internal and external worlds with the miracles of healing, manifestation, uh, it seemed to me that no one else had tied together this idea of using psychokinesis, energy healing, and manifestation as parts of the same process and using psychokinesis as a great feedback device, whether you're getting there, in learning how to raise energy, set intent, and let go and let it happen. Uh, so... After I'd done the workshops and um, developed a program called uh, MC Squared or Manifestation Squared for Monroe, I really wanted to get this information out to a larger audience. Uh, When I first tried to write this book, it was difficult. Um, I didn't want to do another how-to book, and I wasn't sure about sharing my personal story. But I was teaching one time up at Monroe, and, uh, I guess speaker didn't show up. And so I had to substitute and I just told my story f- from my heart to the audience and received uh, a long standing ovation. And I got home and I realized, Hey, I just have to write the book that same way. Just tell my story. And, um, uh, People will respond or not, and the response has been terrific. Uh, oh. And so that's really helped, pleasing to me. I wanted to put out a message of hope and heart into the world, and Inner Vegas book seems to be doing that.
2: Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to ask you to to tell us a summary of that same story. But before I do, could you could you tell us? Did the book arise from a clear intention of yours. In other words, did you decide one day that I'm going to manifest this as as a book? Do you understand the way I'm Uh, asking you the question? In other words, uh, did you use your own techniques to make the book a reality?
3: Yes, and uh, it's continued to flow. Uh, When I finally had a physical book in my hand with a beautiful cover, it was the first draft somebody sent me, Uh, one of my first thoughts was, gee, I'd like to be on coast to coast. And within a week, I was on the show, which is pretty quick. Uh, So these techniques uh, really do come in handy. Uh, One time, I thought, gee, I'd like to take my wife to Paris. She'd never been. That day, I got an email, would you like to train a program in France? And uh, by the end of the day, uh, because I also thought, gee, I'd like to go first class round trip uh, for free, I had the free tickets first class. What I do when I do those things is I always say this or something better. And that workshop in France resulted in a dozen workshops in Europe, including a very deep healing workshop in Germany around the Holocaust uh, as people were bending their spoons. So uh, I expect things to have uh, even better results than I can imagine. And so far, the book is doing that.
2: So tell us a, briefly a summary of the story that inspired the book.
3: Okay, well, I I take the reader deeply into this wild world of psychokinesis where mind energized by heart bends the rules of ordinary time-space. And in this PK world, seeds do grow in minutes, and lights light without electricity, and metal bends with a thought, and slot machines uh, dance for jackpots. So it's a, it's a magical, nice world to be in and miracle healings occur for the body, mind, and spirit. Uh, I always have to say that, you know, not a substitute for traditional medical treatment, but I think energy healing now is being well-researched, and we're beginning to see that it is a very positive force. Uh, So in the book, I discovered PK as a facilitator at Monroe, as I mentioned, and then confirmed it at a major scientific lab, and then refined my skills in the casinos of Vegas and uh, after that began to teach these Vegas Adventure Workshops. And from that I created the Manifestation Creation Squared program at Monroe. So the book follows my personal journey, a little bit about childhood, into Monroe, into the casinos myself, into the casinos with the other people, and, and then into the Manifestation Creation Squared program. And finally, writing on those successes, uh, The book talks about my development of sync creation, the course in manifestation, which allows people to learn these skills at home. So I share my most profound struggles and discoveries and victories, and believe it or not, it wasn't one straight road. There were a lot of ups and downs. And inner Vegas, I think, will surprise people as it reveals what's possible when we use our heart-centered energy uh, to mold reality to our desires. And it will really help show you how to tame the dragons that are encountered along the way, like the fears we've talked about, and I think inspire greater happiness and abundance for yourself and your community. So I'm hoping it will be of great benefit. And so far, um, I got 5,000 emails the week after Coast to Coast, and uh, many people reading the book are saying it uh, has really inspired them. So that's a great source of uh, satisfaction for me.
1: All right, Joe. will see, now that we're, we're stuck into it, we really need you to read us a paragraph or two from the book.
3: Hmm. Well, let me see. I've got to probably find one, huh? Um, I'm, I think I'm going to pick one from the beginning. Um, Inner Vegas discusses love and casinos, two topics that don't pair together often. Yet you will see that they can indeed go hand in hand, and when they do, magic is created. Inner Vegas is a story about how to create stellar results in our own lives in the areas that matter most relationships, business, health, and happiness using an approach I have honed in casinos. Inner Vegas celebrates the miracle of life at its fullest. It invites you into deep levels of communion with the creative aspects of the moment. It encourages you to open up to highest heart energy in each sacred moment. Inner Vegas can expand your manifestation and wisdom intuition skills. It can help you actualize your full power and potential, body, mind, and spirit, so that you experience abundance in all ways. So that's, I think, on the second or third page of the book.
1: Well, that certainly entices. The, all of a sudden, my mind's going to, well, this person, my son could use that, my daughters could use that. <laughs> I can I can use that for sure. And tell me what you think the biggest blockage people have to, you know, really experimenting with the fact that in a way what you're suggesting is that we're really not limited by anything. And yet, you know, even in terms of out-of-body and going beyond the limits of our 3D consciousness and world, you know, you're almost talking about moving into the field of miracles, as some people would call miracles. What yeah. is the biggest stumbling block where people have a really hard time? You know, they may intellectually know that this is possible, but in terms of them demonstrating it in their own lives, you know, they seem to put the brakes on. So, what's the reason for that, really, Joe, that you have found?
3: Well,. I think, you know, there's a conspiracy of teaching us that we lack a lot of things. Um, and it's a way for people to sell us something. So education says you lack the knowledge to live in life, you need to go to school. Religion says without me you'll go to hell. Uh, government says without us you will, uh, there'll be chaos in the streets. Science says without us you will be superstitious beings burning people at the stake all kinds of thoughts that are not abundant. Um, and uh, to me, we live in a world of constant miracle. You can look at your own hand, you know, the miracle of the human hand. And so I live in a world where everything is miracle, and these are not all that extraordinary. They're just another variety of miracle. Um, the poem uh, Nelson Mandela is often quoted, but it's something written by someone else which says, uh, our greatest fear is not uh, about how little we are but how large we are is i think true there's a, a reluctance to move into our power um, because maybe it would look immodest maybe we would abuse it maybe we would stand out from our tribe and so if you move into these things uh... you do separate yourself out usually from the people you've been hanging around with and it gets uh, family and friends uh and it, it's good to then develop a new circle which really celebrate this you know i my book came out and the coast to coast show happened uh i had to be on the air 2 to 5 a.m. my time and i was teaching one of these mc squared programs and everybody in the program was so happy for me and so positive and i thought you know if i were in my tribe that i was raised in there would be oh don't become famous somebody'll take a shot at you who are you to do this, Uh, easy come, easy go, all kinds of watch it and warning type of messages. And instead this group fully supported me and allowed me to go even further. So you need a good group around to help with that main block of really being all of who you could be. Um, Yeah, and I,
1: I do find that, you know, the loyalty we have to, you know, our normal family and friends and our need for approval from them certainly does get in the way. And um, you are right that there does come a time when you do have to, you know, kind of put that in the background and go toward people who are supporting, you know, your new consciousness. So that can be a tough change in and of itself. But yeah. but nowadays,
3: <laughs> look how easy it is. You know, this program we're on now with the computer. Uh, when I meditate and I um, say are sending healing or peace, I link my consciousness with all people of goodwill around the world who are doing the same thing. Although you have an instant community just by using your thought to intend to connect with the highest and finest, including people here on earth. And some of those will physically come into your life and, and bless you like you guys have come into my life. Uh, other folks you may never even meet, but energetically you can connect with. So there's no need to feel isolated. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, that's really really good advice because, um, and I do know that there's uh, organizations like HeartMath, for example, that you know do a global meditation once a month, and um, you know all you got to do is get on their email list. Uh, to be part of that that influences the world in a positive way, and and that's yeah. really my uh, segue into my next question. In terms of, you know, what advice would you give people who are observing events in the world today that seem to be um, really railroading us away from our personal freedoms? And um, I know you said you're not into conspiracy, but you know, it does look pretty obvious that we're we're being uh slammed uh, with a lot of our rights. So how do you use what you know, Joe, to counteract that or what would you say to the world, people in well, the world? I
3: would, first I I jealously guard my own center and my own physical and emotional and spiritual space. I do that by being surrounded by the beauty of nature. I don't watch broadcast T V uh, I have positive people around me uh, because if I can keep my energy up, then I'm not subject to those fear forms. and uh, I feel that's an important thing to help others through a place of overflow or strength from yourself rather than be just as anxious as they are. Uh, that said, I also know that what we are given as the information about what's going on, on the planet is very distorted anytime i've known somebody at the top level of a company even magazines like Barron's, wall street journal they'll say they distorted the facts and as you know you know blood cells paint newspapers so we hear the negative much more than the positive my wife and her two friends that we take a trip once a year they call her goddess trip they were down on the outer banks of north carolina and a guy in the riptards tide started to drown uh, they went up and down the beach and everybody got together formed a human chain out of these people and saved them and that never made the newspapers you know and people put their own lives at risk for others that they didn't even know so mm-hmm. by and large 99% of people are really good <laughs> in mm-hmm. my opinion yeah. and uh, we just don't want to give a lot of power to to the people who engage in power, pain and darkness
2: yes, yes, yes Tell us about the personal experiences that one has around opening up the heart because there are all kinds of vulnerabilities that people experience. And we've also found that when one starts to grow spiritually, that's when the demons come up at the same time. So does your Sync Creation Program, your HemiSync Program, help people deal with these, these demons?
3: Yes, uh, very much so. Um, I like the term dragon better than demon because it gives it a little less power, makes it a little Mm -hmm. more uh, magical somehow. But um, I start with my image of uh, my own heart. Uh, When my brother died and committed suicide, that resulted in my first book, Brothers Forever. It felt like my heart was broken, and a lot of people are afraid their heart will be broken I use an image of an ocean heart, a vast sea of energy. And if you come into my life, it's like you put your hand into water; you're fully enveloped. But mm-hmm. if you leave, the water goes back to complete, maybe losing a drop. And that ocean heart image allows me to go through other deaths of my mother and father and things without that heart breaking, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's a different flow. Uh, mm-hmm. So the demons are given power when we are trying to protect ourselves, and, uh, you know, we're in fear. I met one uh, profound teacher once who said the best defense is none, and uh, she really lived it. Anything that came just flowed right through her. And yet, you know, bad things happen. Um, I had my own kitty cat killed in front of my, my eyes and held her when she died by three neighbor dogs coming up and savaging her. Uh, And I didn't know these neighbors, but when I went to talk to them about their dog, the first thing I did is give them a big hug, uh, even though I didn't know them, and said, we need to talk about something that's pretty soulful here. And and the whole interaction was very different than, you know, righteousness and anger and victim and all of that. So uh, a key, which the Creation course teaches and gives lots of exercises in, is ways to raise energy and keep your heart open regardless of the stuff that's going on around you.
2: Yes, yes. Now it seems that the program, the HemiSync program, involves working with yourself and your dragons, as you call them, and arriving at that place of personal power. So do you see that substituting for our traditional approach of using? therapists and counselors and coaches?
3: Uh, Well, the Think Creation Home Study course actually comes with uh, three sessions of coaching because I think it is good to then individually tailor things uh, and um, engage in uh, focused healing around certain areas that might be special to you, uh, such as that lady I mentioned who thought she might have killed a family member because she could do psychokinesis. Uh, Whatever they are, uh, uh, an individual coach can really help you. Um, Some of these techniques, however, uh, I've seen melt and get uh, energy going for healing in situations like multiple rape and trauma, Vietnam vet trauma, things where traditional psychotherapy tends to struggle and stay stuck for a while. But I think uh, traditional counseling and things can be very invaluable. Um coaches, do, uh, coaches and counselors are able to get perspective, break things into doable bits for you, um, provide support, provide somebody who you can speak your truth to. It's a very powerful healer role, I think, if used properly. Uh, I'm not much on just medicating people, you know, for depression or anxiety. Yes, uh,
0: yes. Uh, yes.
3: But uh, enlightened counseling can be a very powerful force.
2: Yes. Now, where does the concept of imagination come into what you teach? And I'm asking you that because it has been our experience, especially in the last number of weeks when we were doing our group Akashic Records here in San Diego, California, where Source did say quite purely that imagination was the key to manifestation. Do you agree with that? Do you think that uh, I think course that's an actually? excellent
3: concept you know at Disney World, there's a whole uh, cathedral, if you will, devoted to uh, imagination. Uh, the best way to go out of body uh, to begin that process is to imagine it and imagine it being very liberating and pleasant and stuff rather than being attacked by spirits uh, so our our imagination used positively? Um, we could put it as that visualization that some people talk about, uh, but not an intellectual visual, visualization, more like a, a daydream where you're fully in it and feeling the benefit is a very, very powerful manifestation tool.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. And I know, too, whenever I teach uh, transformational writing that, you know, a lot of it is centered around. Having people imagine even a perfect life for themselves, yeah. and I find that we have such difficulty being able to engage in that. You know, once we become adults, and um, yeah. you know, just reactivating that part of ourselves is can can be a little bit of work as well. Sure.
3: But, so the Syncreation course um, and manifesting with Hemisync course would teach. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, manifestation creation squared course we teach we use things uh, like the treasure map which is cutting pictures out of magazines and putting them on mm-hmm. a board of everything that you would like because it engages that inner child again cutting and pasting and using glue sticks and all of that and and the child would love to be happy you know the right. inner child is of the heart so um, those kind of techniques can help overcome some of the uh, stodginess of adulthood, if you will.
1: Yeah, and one of the things that I used to do is I used to go to a bookstore, like let's say Barnes & Noble or Borders, and I'd get myself a my favorite cup of Joe, cup of and I'd just go grab a few magazines off the shelf, just inadvertently, and I'd sit down with my notebook, and I'd go through the magazines, and if a phrase stuck out to me, That was something I wanted to experience in my life. I'd write the phrase down, you know, in my notebook. And I, by the time I was done, I'd have three or four pages of these wonderful uh, statements, which I totally engaged in emotionally and manifested all sorts of things because of
3: yeah. it. So you <laughs> created those really into affirmations, which we use in the Course as well. Uh, I'm free of all limits. I'm, I'm great light. I'm of great love. I accept myself as my most honored guest in my own heart. Those kind of phrases have a lot of power.
1: Absolutely. So I I love that whole process of manifesting. And then, you know, of course this conversation is making me, uh, stimulating me to say, you know, why haven't I actively um, engaged in my own manifesting for a while now? But I, I want to go back, um, Joe, just a little bit to the out-of-body experiences because I personally am fascinated with exercises that get us beyond mm-hmm. the physical and allow us to have a very different view of life uh, in 3D. Okay. So can
0: you
1: can you talk to us a bit about, you know,
3: well, from where have you gone out-of-the-body and, and have you... For- you uh, go you, ahead, Angel. I'm sorry I interrupted you.
1: That's okay. Have you seen any other selves of yours while you've been out, or or do you consciously manifest while you're out of the body, or what do you do?
3: Uh, first of all, I, I look at out-of-body as a continuum. There's a classic out-of-body where you'd feel a pop. You can put your hand through the wall and feel the wires in the wall. Uh, you would have an energy body with energy hands. And then and then, a, and then I would call that astral travel or what have you. And then the next might be etheric travel, where you go as a globe of light and you don't have as much physicality with you. And then mental travel, where you are a point of consciousness. So in the first one, say, if I wanted to go to Paris from North Carolina, I'd be flying like Superman, right? In the second one, I would get there more quickly and and as a point of consciousness i'd be there within a half second <clears throat> if i believed that there is no time space uh... so it's easier for most people to do the mental travel or etheric than the full out of body and those are highly valuable too it's also highly valuable to sit in your meditation space and just lo- let love pierce any veil and see whatever reality you would like without ever leaving the body and uh, all of those are varieties that can get you in touch with very high energies uh, and insight and guidance, and uh, including uh, insights into other lives that you might have had, insights of who might be in your soul group and meeting and communicating with them, um, pretty much anything you could imagine, is including direct experience with the Creator. By opening up, we have a exercise, Access All It Is, where you first get in touch with all of who you are, um, body, mind, spirit, to the quantum energy in every cell, and then being aware of all you are as an amazing being, you connect with all it is. Uh, So uh, the connections are are very possible. The standard out-of-body travel is fun and uh, useful because it helps you control your consciousness um, but not the only route, and I want to make make that clear.
1: And, Joe, what's your view of sickness then? If we have this ability to, you know, be unlimited in our consciousness, then in your opinion, is there a purpose to sickness, or why do people get sick, and what is, you know, how, what kind of healings have you seen by this process of getting out of body?
3: Well, well again, um, I see illness. Potentially, as something quite sacred, uh, some people say the uh, we think of uh, the purpose of prayer is to terminate illness. It may be the purpose of illness is to initiate prayer. Uh, so, illnesses. Some people who have been through major ones say it was one of the most important and significant things that happened in their lives. Uh, and then there's that just that minor nagging cold that helps us slow down and be a little bit uh, quieter. Uh, so there can be quite a bit of difference of level of purpose with illness, and I think it's important to keep that in mind. Uh, healings, we've seen you know anything you can pretty much imagine. Some of them I like to talk about. One my wife finds is gross, but I like the story. There's a guy with uh, foot fungus on all his nails, all yellowed, uh, and in a healing circle at the MC Squared program. I uh, woke up the next day with completely clear nails, not just starting to grow clear. Um, we've had uh, people, again, heal psychological traumas, and I think you know happiness is a very important state to be in, um, as well as the physical things. I don't find out a body particularly useful for doing healing. Some people do in shamanic traditions, but I feel more that I go in the... Um, uh, kind of pierce any veil between me and the person even if they're across the world when I'm sending healing energy um, kind of a mode of energy healing I think that's quite effective
2: Joe, so you have a wonderful statement in, uh, on your website that says if there's a true secret to living a life of consistently positive manifestation magic and miracle I think it is living from a loving heart It's a beautiful statement, and that's very evident in in you as a person and as a being. Many, many people have difficulty living from the heart or even have a fear of opening the heart. And you mentioned about the possibility of childhood um, injuries or traumas or various things coming from past lives. And aside from the practical issues of making money in Vegas or bending spoons and those kinds of things, how can one really open their heart without having fear attached to it?
3: Well, there may be some fear attached to it, but, you know, there's fear attached to pretty much any risk we take. Um, and um, and all we need to do is learn how to manage that. But uh, HeartMath uh, that Anne Gail mentioned I think is excellent in terms of having even biofeedback equipment available uh, that you can buy. Their EM wave machine I think it's called, where you can begin to put more attention on the heart and see the heart rhythm become more calm. One of their simple exercises is just to put your hand on your heart, and doing that brings your awareness out of your head into your heart. Uh, again, things that naturally expand the heart, kitty cats, dogs, newborn babies, if they're not crying, I guess, uh, those kind of things very powerful. The beauty of music Um, All those kind of things that move you into a relationship with beauty can open the heart. Uh, Just listing what you're grateful for. When we do the meditations in Sync Creation Home Study, we recommend on the way as you're relaxing each time you think of something you already are abundant in, such as the abundance of books you've read or the pets in your life, or the abundance of your potential so that you arrive in the meditation state open-hearted and feeling very grateful i'd say gratitude is probably one of the best ways to get in there and i know mm-hmm. some people's situation they may have to pull pretty deep to find the gratitude uh, yes and uh you know I, I definitely have compassion for that but even say with my brother's suicide at the first of the grief The beauty of nature is to be able to call to me, and the beauty Mm -hmm. of music. So each person will have their different root into the heart, uh, Mm -hmm. but I'd, I'd start with things you find really beautiful.
2: Right, right. Just remind us about how people can get in touch with you, how they can buy your Hemisync program, and how they can buy your book uh, Inner Vegas, because sure. we're coming up to the last few minutes is, of our program, uh, and I don't want to lose the opportunity to do that, Joel. So go ahead.
3: Uh, my main website is SYNC, SYNC, creation, C R E A T I O N, dot com, SYNCCreation.com, and com will also take you there. The time, I N N E R V E G A, I don't know how you spell Vegas, V E G A F, InnerVegas.com uh... and there's lots of information there about the home study course with uh... we did a survey of sixty people you can see the results they got um, there is in terms of the vegas adventures there's journals from many of the groups we did there uh... that people have kept uh, and so you can see even more detail the kind of process that goes on there uh... and there's a nice page on the inner vegas book as well
1: does everybody succeed, Joe, in bending their, their forks or spoons?
3: Uh, no, but I know you probably know the term morphogenic wave. It's getting easier and easier. When we first did the MC squared programs, about half of the people were able to make simple bends. I did a program a couple weeks ago where everyone in the group bent and uh, the metal in much uh, more complex forms, much heavier metal. In the home study, the folks that focus on it, I'd say reports are about 85% are able to bend the metal.
1: And I can imagine that makes you feel very confident or it really brings home the reality that the universe is pliable.
3: Yes, yes. Uh, One of my phrases I use in affirmation form is the... the, uh, the spiritual world is solid, constant, and real. The physical world is the dream, if you will, and very pliable and changeable. So usually we think of the spirit world as kind of airy-fairy and the world with mountains as being solid. <clears throat> and then it's hard to affect a big solid mountain with just a wisp, you know? So you change your belief around. So right. you realize you're a spiritual being You're, a, and um, and this is a dream you're creating.
1: Have you ever teleported, Joe? where you physically move yourself from one location to the other?
3: I've had uh, knowledge of a couple people doing it. Uh, myself, I had one time where I think it happened. Uh, I was on a lawnmower, a riding mower, so you're sitting down, and um, I felt something and looked, and a copperhead, a rattles, a copperhead snake, which is a poisonous snake, had wound its way around my legs and was staring at me. And the next quarter second, I was about 500 feet behind the moor, and I had to run to catch the moor before it went through the garden. And the snake was still on the bed, so I knew it was real because of the vibration of the lawnmower bed. It, was, it couldn't move. It was trying to, but it just kept uh, in place with the vibration. So that one was a head-scratcher for me. I think I might have teleported uh, Hello? to get away yeah, from the I- snake. Get the heck out of there quick. Yes, yes. And uh, now we've uh, had fun with, uh, I wanted a bent spoon where the bowl of the spoon was bent. And my co-trainer, Patty Ray, had done that she was sitting maybe 20 feet from me I was at the center of a circle with everybody sending energy and I was really really happy for her and I was in really high energy and I also really wanted a bent spoon like that myself and I said Patty show them your spoon and she said it's gone and it disappeared from her lap and uh, half the groups heard a voice say look in your pocket Joe and I looked there and there was a spoon
1: (laughs) that's a great story well, you know, you mentioned gratitude, and as I we're sitting here talking with you, this beautiful hummingbird keeps uh, coming by and landing on these purple flowers outside our window, and you know, you just say, "Now that's that's gratitude." So here's, yeah. here's a humming. Okay
2: Joe, unfortunately we have to wind down, we are coming into the last few minutes of our program and as is traditional let me do a quick summary of what we have been speaking with today. We have been speaking with Dr. Joe Gallenberger who is the author of Inner Vegas, and we have been talking about psychokinesis and the power of the mind. How it illuminates light bulbs and bend metal and plastic and sprout seeds in their hand and influence computers. And we spoke about his adventures in uh, Las Vegas and influencing the dice and the slot machines and so on. We spoke about those inner Vegas adventures where participants journey deeply into personal power and the fact that you hosted 64 of them at this stage, which is absolutely wonderful. You spoke about the Monroe Institute, how you started there and all about the Sync Creation Home Study Course, the Manifestation Workshops, uh, the MC Squared program that you've developed and your friendship with Robert Monroe and everything that they do there. And then you told us about your latest book, Inner Vegas, Creating Miracles, Abundance and Health. You gave us the story behind that, how that came into manifestation, what's, in, what's included in it and your radio show with George Murray. And then you spoke about Taming the Dragons uh, that we all encounter along the way. And then you spoke about... How to open your heart and the power of love. All in all, I think that was an absolutely wonderful message to put out to the world, and we highly recommend your book, Inner Vegas. It can be got from your website at synccreation.com or innervegas.com, or indeed anybody could search on amazon.com and find it there with some wonderful, wonderful reviews. Do you want to give us a quick summary by way of a closing, Joe, before we have to close?
3: Well, uh, you know, people ask for signs, right? And, uh, I have a phrase that I really like fear is expensive, love is priceless, choose wisely. And, uh, I try to practice that in my life and one time I asked for a sign and it got delivered to my door in a box and somebody had taken my phrase, fear is expensive, love is priceless, choose wisely, and put it on a sign form. So now it hangs in my office, I'm looking at it as we talk. Fantastic. That is a
2: beautiful thing. Well, we will put that up on our website to attribute it to you. It's a wonderful, wonderful one-liner to remind us to be grateful and the power of the heart and love. Joe, so we have to say goodbye, and uh, we it's have given pleasure, out your website.
3: Angel uh, and, and mm. Hanu, uh, thank you for having me on. Yeah, it's you. been
2: wonderful, and we will promote the book, and we will promote your courses and your workshops, and people will find those links on our own website at angelrose.com and worldofempowerment.com, and they can go to synccreation.com, innervegas.com, or Amazon.com and find you. Or indeed, they can just search for Joe Gallenberger, Dr. Joe Gallenberger, or Henny Sync. And all of those programs that you do, Joe, are to be highly recommended. So thanks indeed, and God bless.
3: God bless you guys as well. Um, I really appreciate your friendship, and I enjoyed today. Have a great weekend, huh?
1: Thank you, and hopefully we'll see you this year.
3: Yes, yes. We, uh, I've... I'll let the audience know I've invited these guys to my Inner Vegas workshop, and we're just trying to get them there at a time when it's good for them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, All right bye-bye. thank you,
2: and bye bye. Now let us say that. Uh, that was Joe Gallenberger and his website syncreation.com and innervegas.com. Now our own eight steps to freedom is at eightsteps to freedomcom That's hyphenated and has a number eight eight hyphen steps to freedom.com. Angela Rose's book A Time of Change is available at a and that's all one word At time The nature of reality. You can pre-order. With- Remember, it's the thenatureofreality.info. And remember that our group Akashic Records are next every Wednesday evening in San Diego. And you can find out about that at meetup.com. But don't forget to go to worldofempowerment.com where we are launching our online Akashic Records group. So that's it, folks. We want to say thank you. God bless. And thank you for listening to Ahano and Angel Rose on the Honest to God series. And we'll see you next week.
0: This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network Radio to inspire enlightened living The Honest to God Series With Ann Gale Rose and Ahanu